Thank you so much for watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. Do you like good news? I love good news. Oh my goodness, a friend of mine was just telling me this totally cool testimony that her parents who are struggling with rent and, and really trying to make ends meet in a really difficult crisis time, her parents called her just the other night and they were both sobbing. These, you know, she's an adult and everything. So her parents are, you know, well into their 50s, 60s and they're both sobbing. They're like, hey, Jesus provided a rent check for us completely out of the blue. And we didn't think that God really did that stuff for people like us, <laughs> for just your average day-to-day -day person. We didn't think God did that kind of a miracle for us. And God completely provided their rent payment in a very supernatural way in a very difficult season in their life. Oh my gosh, I love that testimony. So encouraging and encouraging to you as well that God does miracles. God answers prayer. So please hop on the phone, get on the website. We know that God answers prayer and we love to pray for you and partners, of course, we love you so much, and we are so very thankful for you. Thank you for supporting us, for praying for us, helping us to cover the earth with the word. If you're watching this right now, it's because a faithful partner said yes to pray and financially help us. So thank you, partners. We appreciate you. And in just a moment, we're going to join a teaching that I've done on what to do in a crisis. Think about it. There's a lot of times we go through a crisis in our life. It can be a, a health crisis. There can be a, a family crisis, something with our kids. They tell us something, oh, bad news. There might be a financial crisis. Sometimes we go through emotional crises. Maybe we've had some PTSD stuff that's, that triggers and we have some different things that cause anxiety. But what can we do in a crisis? This teaching will help you to know real practical ways on what to do Together, we are impacting thousands of lives with the truth, compassion, and power of God's Word. But there is still much more to be done. By becoming a partner with Marilyn Hickey Ministries, you'll share in bringing God's miracles and healing to the sick, experiencing a deep love for the Bible, and taking the gospel to the nations. When you become a $30 a month partner with Marilyn and Sarah, we'll send you our welcome gift package, which includes the Jehovah Rapha oil vial with oil prayed over by Marilyn and Sarah, our exclusive partner CD set, which includes six CDs featuring 12 never before released teachings, the Majesty coffee table book featuring beautiful representations of the names of God and more. If you have a passion to reach the lost and are ready to release the anointing of God into your life, then join us today by becoming a partner. Call or click today and help Marilyn and Sarah cover the earth with the word. Hey there, I'm really, really, really happy to get time with you today. I wanna to talk a little bit about what I would call AAA crisis insurance. Crisis, crisis insurance. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, all of us, we go through times in our life where we have a crisis. A crisis can be like a medical like diagnosis. You're like, oh my gosh, or a medical emergency. I remember a few years ago, my husband one time, it was a Sunday morning and we're about ready to come to church and my husband motions me over to him. Mom's preaching that Sunday morning. My husband motions me over and he's, he's telling me, like using sign language, I can't talk. And uh, I was like, hey, and it was a crisis. It was a major crisis because I had to rush him to the emergency room. And in the emergency room, they, di they quickly diagnosed him that he was ha had a stroke. 
And that's a major crisis. I mean, you go from, you wake up and you're enjoying your coffee in the morning and kind of just a regular Sunday morning. And then suddenly you go from zero to 100 miles an hour, like in 30 minutes, like super quick. And that was a major, major crisis. And I remember when I got in the middle of that crisis, I'm driving him to, to the emergency room and I'm concerned about my kids who are at home. You know, somebody look after them. I need to take care of him and, and I'm split. And then what's happening with him and what are they going to do? And what's, and you just, it's like major, major crisis. And you might be watching right now. Maybe you're in the middle of a crisis or you know somebody who's in the middle of a crisis. I want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you in this crisis time. But what do you do in a crisis? And I want to talk to you about that today. What do we do in the middle of the crisis? And I remember for my husband, I took him to the emergency room. They diagnosed him with a, having a stroke. And they did all these like medical procedures, scans, all this stuff. And they literally, they put him in a helicopter to fly him to a stroke specialist unit in the hospital here in Denver somewhere. And I remember driving in the car. I had a friend take my kids to church. And I knew at church they'd be okay because it was regular service. They'd go to Sunday school, that stuff. But I had a friend who came with me in the car. And we prayed all the way to the emergency room where my husband was. And I remember when I walked in, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to find. I don't know what they're going to tell me. I don't know what his condition is going to be. And I remember just breaking down and crying because this is a crisis. This is a major crisis. And, and I asked Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to walk in this and be, help me to sense you. Help me to feel your strength and keep the panic at bay. Keep my nerves calm. Help me to be attentive to you. And I know you're with me. Help me to feel you. Help me to know you're here. I remember walking into his room and he was sitting up and talking and uh the diagnosis was good they said you know we've, we think we've got this under control it's not going to have like reoccurring strokes and we're going to watch him for 24 hours just make sure everything's good then he came home and it was considered what was called like like a minor stroke but family that's a crisis and and you hit hit that and you don't anticipate it you don't expect it that was like an emergency crisis but what do we do in a crisis and I want to encourage you, there's some really good things that we can learn from the book of Daniel on navigating a crisis. Because sometimes a crisis, sometimes a crisis hits and you don't expect it. It's like comes out of the blue and it surprises you, catches you unaware. But sometimes a crisis can happen as well when you anticipate it. When you think it's coming, when you anticipate, wait, I hear that this is going to be, uh, if something doesn't change, this is the trajectory, and this is what's going to happen, and, and it could be a crisis. So there's this anticipation. And this is interesting because in Daniel chapter 2, we read about an impending crisis. Because here's the crisis, and let me give you a little bit of context here, and I just want to encourage you, you might be watching right now, and you're in a crisis, I want you to hop on the phone, get on the website, grab your, your copy of my booklet, What to Do in a Crisis. Here's the reason why I want you to do this. Number one, it's short. <laughs> and if you're in a crisis, you don't need sometimes a lot of long stuff. You need short content, encouraging, faith-filled, and also some very practical things to do in a crisis. Hop on the phone, get on the website, we want to help you get this. But in the book of Daniel, at the, in chapter 2, there is an, an impending crisis because here's what's happening. The Israelites have been exiled, many of them, to the country of Babylon. And the king of Babylon at that time was Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar, a int very interesting king, kind of bizarre, actually very bizarre. And he had a dream. And Nebuchadnezzar, in this dream, and this is all in, in Daniel chapter 2, in this dream, 
he woke up from it and it was very disturbing to him. And so the, the Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm going to talk to my, all of my wise men. And they had like this council of advisors, kind of like we have it here in, in America. You know, our president has like his cabinet, his advisors. The king had the same kind of idea, this council of advisors. And he contacted him and said, you know, if you're really wise, I want to test, number one, if you're authentic wise, and I want to test you two ways. Number one, I want you to tell me what's the dream. And number two, I want you to tell me, interpret the dream tell me what it means and then nebuchadnezzar says this if you don't and you're on this council of advisors if you don't do this if you don't tell me the dream and interpret it then i'm going to tear you from limb to limb i'm going to tear down your house and turn it into a rubble heap seriously i mean that's a crisis <laughs> that's a major crisis and so you have these wise men who are like, and, the, and you can read their response. They're like, this is unreasonable. You can't expect and demand this from me. And it's not, it's not rational. And the king says, well, this is my test if you're a wise man or not. If you're not a wise man, then, you know, good riddance. <laughs> so there's this anticipation. And, and you watch Daniel. Watch Daniel in the way he behaves. Because sometimes when we see something coming, something in the horizon, we're like down in the future, in the next month, or in the next six months, if I don't see a change, then this could be, this, this is going to be bad news. This is going to hit the fan, if you will. Something bad's going to happen. And you might be in that part of a crisis right now where you're anticipating it. You're like, if I don't get a job, then this is going to happen. And you think about the dominoes. This will happen. This will happen. If I don't get this health thing, whatever, this, this could follow this and this and this and this. And, and sometimes we have this anticipation and it creates anxiety in us. It creates apprehension. It creates worry and fear. And, and the anticipation of a crisis sometimes can be even worse than a crisis. And I want to encourage you, if you're watching right now, and you're anticipating some of this negative. There's a, there's a crisis that's on the horizon. I could see it coming. And if we don't have a change, man, I'm gonna, it's gonna, everything's going to unravel, melt, fall apart. I want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that in this season like that seems to be leading into it, that you would sense God's presence. You would sense God's peace guarding your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And of course, grab your copy of my booklet, What to Do in a Crisis. Some very practical things and, and helpful things, spiritual principles that will help you walk through not just the anticipation, but even if you go into the crisis, what God can do and help in that season, in that time. And so we see this with Daniel. He's anticipating this crisis. It's coming. If he doesn't give the dream and the interpretation of the dream, then his, he's going to be torn, he's going to be killed, and his house is going to turn into a rubble heap. Bad, bad news. So I like what Daniel does, because Daniel takes a pause, and, and what happens is he removes himself from the, the emergency of it, the, the tension of it, the pressure, and he comes away and prays. He prays, and his friends, they see God, and they pray together. They ask God, please, Help us. Help us in this situation. And that's why I invite you to call for prayer. Because sometimes it's hard for you to pray on your own. And somebody can step in and pray for you on your behalf. And that's a really powerful thing. Daniel represents this principle of prayer. And the principle of prayer, the necessity, the essential of prayer, particularly in a crisis or leading up to a crisis, is ground zero. It can keep your heart and mind steady and solid because what you do when you pray is you keep your eyes on God, number one. Number two, you invite God to participate. 
to participate in whatever's happening. So you invite God into your health diagnosis. You invite God into your finances. You invite God into your relationships. You invite God into your emotional mindset and into your mental health. You invite God. And that's the power of prayer, is inviting God's participation. That's why I encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website, because we like to pray for you, but we also invite God into whatever's happening. So that's why I think it's so essential, so urgent for you to call in for prayer. Get on the website because that participation, inviting God, welcoming God, the divine, the sovereign, the all-powerful, the all-knowing, has all provisions, you invite that participation into this crisis, so very essential. And in just a minute, we're going to come back and see what happens when Daniel invites God into this crisis situation. We have all seen that life can take sudden and frightening turns. What do you do when crisis strikes? For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Sarah's What to Do in a Crisis booklet and Marilyn's CD teaching, What to Do in a Crisis. These two encouraging resources will edify your soul with what the Bible says about staying strong when everything else is going wrong. We will also send you Marilyn's message, Victory in the Storm, and our Trusting God Scripture card. This powerful message and the Word will help you overcome life struggles and keep your faith intact. For your gift of $69 or more, we will also send you Marilyn's autobiography, It's Not Over Until You Win. You will be inspired as you read the amazing examples of God's faithfulness in her life, despite countless threats and obstacles. This book will encourage you to hang on to your God-given visions in every season of life. Call or click today for this life-transforming offer. I don't want you to look down. I want you to look up. And perhaps you are looking and listening to the news, which can be kind of bad. But I believe the Word of God can change the news. And I'm praying for you today that you're not going to look down. You're going to look up. You're going to see that God is going to take us through victoriously. Now, I have found when you take the Word and you look up and speak the Word that you win. And I'm older, and I'm telling you, being older gives you more experience. I have great experience in faith. So please call us. If you're in a time of fear, you know, you need special help, special encouragement in the word. We don't counsel, but I'm telling you, we love to pray. Praying God's word can change us, change our circumstances, and change the world. As we think about a crisis, as we think about what Daniel is going through and what's happening in his life in this crisis time, I mean, you got to tell Nebuchadnezzar what's the dream, and you got to interpret the dream. So I want to read these verses to you because this is so very, so very important in a crisis. What happens in Daniel 2, verses 17 and 18, informs us, helps us to model. We can do similar, the same kinds of things to help us in the crisis. So in Daniel 2, 17 and 18, it says, then Daniel went to his house and informed his friends, he names them Hananiah, Mishael, Ezra, about the matter. In verse 18, so they might request compassion from the God of heaven concerning the mystery so that Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. They prayed. 
Daniel got together with his friends and they had a prayer meeting. <laughs> they prayed. They asked for God's intervention, participation. And we just talked about that. We talked about how it's very important to have prayer, letting us get to pray with you. We love to do that. But also I would say this as well. Maybe you have friends or family that are in a crisis. It would be helpful that you would pray for them as well in the crisis. I think sometimes we have the idea that we're, we're the consumer and we're, we need the prayer and we need and, the, and we're the object of, of what we need and it's us. That's very true and very important. However, I would encourage you as well that you can pray for somebody else and that is also very, very significant, very, very important because Daniel had friends. Daniel had friends who prayed with him. They were very important, essential key people in this prayer connection. And it's not only essential for us to pray for you, but you also can be an essential ingredient for somebody else, praying for them when they go through a crisis. And of course, I'd encourage you, grab your copy, What to Do in a Crisis. You could give this to your friend that you're praying for and say, hey, I want to not just pray for you, I want to give you a resource that would be helpful to you as well. And so after they had this prayer meeting and coming together, man, it was really, really powerful because in verse 19 it says this, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in the night in a vision. And Daniel blessed the Lord, the God of heaven. And I love that God answers this prayer. So the crisis is looming. The crisis is impending. If they don't get the dream, if they don't get the interpretation, they're all going to be killed, brutally killed. But God prevents that from happening. And sometimes in a crisis, God, you can see it coming. You see it on the horizon. You know, the days get closer and closer, and you see it. And sometimes God will deliver you from a crisis. And that's exactly what happens for Daniel, is Daniel was delivered from the crisis. It didn't hit the fan, and he didn't have to go through it. God prevented the crisis. And God can absolutely do that for you. Absolutely, 100%. We'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website that God would prevent the crisis. And as you continue to read, and, and I want to share with you as well, God can prevent the crisis, but as you continue to read in Daniel, God can also bring you through the crisis. And, and my preference, <laughs> I totally prefer to avoid the crisis, not have to go through it. But even if you find yourself in it, God can still bring you through it. And we'll talk about that. But I just encourage you as you continue reading in Daniel, maybe pick up your own Bible and read through Daniel chapter 3, Daniel chapter 6. Those are examples and stories of God bringing Daniel through a crisis and not just preventing or keeping him from the crisis. But in the midst of all of this, when we have the aftermath, and so you think of, of anticipating the crisis and then the actual crisis, sometimes God will help you not go through it. But the aftermath of it, and I love what happens here, because what Daniel does, and this models for us, what do we do after a crisis? What happens at the, on the backside of the crisis? And I talked at the beginning of this time about Reese, my husband, having the stroke and doing that crisis. That was a major crisis. What do we do after the crisis? Do we just kind of exhale in relief? And we just kind of melt into a puddle like, all the tension and the stress and the anger, man. But family, I just want to encourage you. This is so important that after a crisis, that we celebrate the faithfulness and the continuity 
and the steadfast presence of God in our lives. This is what Daniel did. And I love what he says here in verse 19 and 20. And he says, let the name of God, the God of heavens, be blessed forever. And wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times and the epics. He removes kings, establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to the men of understanding. Let's acknowledge that when God delivers us from a crisis or brings us through a crisis, that we are honoring, celebrating, praising God, recognizing God's participation, God's salvation. Do you realize, I think it's really important for you to connect this. Do you realize that the word Messiah, the word Messiah in Hebrew has its roots from the name Savior. And when we invite Jesus, the Messiah, he is our Savior, he can save us in the midst of a crisis and he can save us from a crisis. And I love that Daniel recognizes and celebrates and honors God and, and says, God, you're the one who gives us what we need. You're the one who gives us wisdom. You're the one who delivers us from crisis. You're the one who gives us strength. And when he does that, he says that exactly as well to Nebuchadnezzar. He says, you know, I could never give you the dream. I could never interpret the dream. It is the God of Israel who does this. And Daniel had the opportunity to exalt, glorify, magnify the true authentic God to a man who was very, very influential, the king. Like he's the most powerful man on the planet pretty much at this time. Daniel has the opportunity to share with him, this is not only your dream, this is not only interpretation, but let me tell you who gave, the, who gave all this. It is the God of heavens, the God of Israel is the one who has done this. And so when we're in a crisis, we come through it. Let's celebrate, let's honor, let's thank God. And that's what I did after my husband had that emergency thing with a stroke. And I, I remember coming, driving home and just thanking God. It was about a 20, 30 minute drive back to my house. And I remember I put my phone on quiet and I just started thanking God. Thank you, God, for being so incredible. Thank you for being so steadfast. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for bringing me through this crisis. Thank you for taking care of my kids. Thank you for providing a friend that could be alongside with me in the, in the thick of all the intensity of that. Thank you for your miraculous power. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for giving me peace in my heart. These are all things that are very, very important, not just to survive a crisis, but to really see God magnified, glorified, and exalted. And so I just encourage you today, maybe you've just come through a crisis, then why don't you hop on the phone get on the website and celebrate. Tell us, what has God done? How has God delivered you? How has God brought you through the crisis? How has God provided in the crisis? How has God done, demonstrated miraculous power? How has God participated and brought you through? Hop on the phone, get on the website. Let's honor and celebrate God because God does rescue us. God does redeem us. God does miraculous. God does come through in a crisis time. And we wanna honor and celebrate and praise God for who God is and not just what God does. So when you get on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy of what to do in a crisis. And I love looking at Daniel. I love the book of Daniel and watching Daniel's behavior in crises. Because it's not just one crisis that Daniel goes through. He goes through a couple of them. And if you're in, if you're in a crisis right now, I'd encourage you to get into your Bible and read the book of Daniel. Read the first six chapters of Daniel because you will see some very encouraging things, some very encouraging 
practical things you can do. And, and in a crisis, one of the best things we can do is keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Yes, it doesn't mean we bury our head in the sand and deny it. No, we don't need to do that. We can go through the crisis and face the crisis, but bringing Jesus along with us absolutely helps us come through and really have some victory on the other side. So no matter what, I would encourage you today to keep your eyes on Jesus. And if you're struggling with your focus, you're saying, I'm having a hard time keeping my eyes on Jesus. I'm having a hard time not being afraid. I'm having a hard time not panicking and worry and anxiety and stress. We would love to pray for you. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. In Philippians, it talks about this. Chapter 4, it talks about the peace of Jesus guarding your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Let the peace of Jesus guard your heart and mind. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you that Jesus' peace would guard your heart and mind so that you can keep your focus on Jesus and grab your copy of this booklet, What to Do in a Crisis. It will help you today. We have all seen that life can take sudden and frightening turns. What do you do when crisis strikes? For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Sarah's What to Do in a Crisis booklet and Marilyn's CD teaching, What to Do in a Crisis. These two encouraging resources will edify your soul with what the Bible says about staying strong when everything else is going wrong. We will also send you Marilyn's message, Victory in the Storm, and our Trusting God scripture card. This powerful message and the Word will help you overcome life struggles and keep your faith intact. For your gift of $69 or more, we will also send you Marilyn's autobiography, It's Not Over Until You Win. You will be inspired as you read the amazing examples of God's faithfulness in her life, despite countless threats and obstacles. This book will encourage you to hang on to your God-given visions in every season of life. Call or click today for this life-transforming offer. I'm so grateful, so grateful that you've watched especially right now, because in the heat and the intensity of all this COVID crisis, all the coronavirus, it's like just seemingly occupying, dominating everything. My prayer for you is that you can keep your eyes and your confidence and your security, faith in Jesus. More than anything you hear, more than the, anything you feel, for some of you watching right now, this is a real struggle for you physically because maybe you've been diagnosed with COVID. Maybe you're scared because somebody in your family has it and you're like, <gasps> the quarantine and all, you know, all the complexity of it. But I want to pray for you now. I want to pray, number one, for those of you who are struggling physically. And number two, I want to pray for you as well, that Holy Spirit would guard your heart and mind that you wouldn't let fear, fear and worry dominate your thoughts, your emotions. So Father, I pray right now, healing power for each person that has been diagnosed with covid that has coronavirus, whatever they're struggling with. I pray for each family member quarantined as well. I pray for healing and protection in these families and in this body now. I rebuke the virus and I command it to leave in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray for each person watching right now that might be struggling with fear or worry, panic, anxiety. I rebuke that. And I thank you, Jesus, for your peace pervading the soul, heart, and mind in Jesus' name. Amen. And of course, I'd welcome you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you. We know that God answers prayer and family no matter what. I want you to remember this, that every knee bows itself to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. 